Want to know what love is? Foreigner, Derek Shapiro from The Glass. It's half full, 2023. Gotta take a little time, a little time to think things over. I better read between the lines in case I need it when I'm older. This mountain I must climb Feels like the world Upon my shoulders Through the clouds I see love shine Keeps me warm As life grows colder In my life There's been heartache and pain I don't know I can face it again Can't stop now I've traveled so far To change this lonely life I want to know what love is I want you to show me I want to feel what love is I know you can show me I'm gonna take a little time A little time to look around me I've got nowhere left to hide It looks like love has finally found me In my life There's been heartache and pain I don't know If I can face it again Can't stop now I've traveled so far To change this Lonely life. I want to know what love is. I want you to show me. I want to feel what love is. I know you can show me. I want to know what love is I want you to show me I want to feel what love is I know you can show me Let's talk about love I want to know what love is Love that you feel inside I want you to show me And I'm feeling so much love 
Wanna feel the love is No, you just cannot hide I know you can show me Yeah I wanna know what love is I want you to show me I wanna feel what love is And I know, and I know, I know you can show me What's up, everybody? This is Vinny Bucci, a.k.a. The Booch, and welcome to The Booch Cast. This week, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we have a special treat here. You may enjoy, you may not, because this is definitely a polarizing figure here on The Booch Cast, and no, I'm not talking about old Gata. I'm talking about the man that's about to join me right now here on The Booch Cast. He is an internet radio personality, a young filmmaker, and by that I mean as far as experience goes, and someone who is guaranteed to drive me absolutely insane. But we love having him on the show. He's got two movies out that we're promoting right now. Uh, one we talked about briefly on his last visit. Uh, the other one is another one we're going to dive into. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the one, the only, Mr. Derek Shapiro. Yes, thank you. Hello, how are you? Doing great. How you doing, Derek? Good. I, I, I'm, I'm multitasking as I'm talking to you because I'm getting my exercise in because me being I do more than podcasting now these days. I'm a karaoke DJ too, right? Four nights a week, okay? And, like, I belong to a fitness place, okay? I can't work out the way I want to work out. Like, today's Sunday, and I I started my day like at 4.30 doing my Sunday podcast, but, like, I don't have time to do... I don't have time to go to the bathroom, you know what I'm saying? Let alone exercise, but I'm getting some my steps in for today, you know what I'm saying? I hear you, and and the bathroom thing I definitely can relate to is that you know you have a hectic schedule when you have to take a shit and it throws your whole day off yes I'll tell you a funny situation. Like, okay, me being a DJ, okay, you you don't have time to do re- really restroom breaks, but you know how a successful DJ gets a restroom break during a karaoke shift? How? You had to play a damn long song. People know when the DJ is missing and, and the song's playing six minutes, <laughs> and maybe a back-to-back song, they know the DJs. <laughs> yeah, that's that's when you got to get free bird, right? I'm playing no, free actually, bird because I got to go and free the bird. Because I know long dance songs. Like, I, I play like Dreams by Gabriel, like this 90s song. It's a remix. And good thing I know it's like a long song. And coming out of like a karaoke song, I told one of the balancers a few weeks ago, I says, just get the microphone and just let the song play because I got to do some business. Because yeah, sometimes I try to do the business before work, but sometimes working a four and a half hour shift and you got to have dinner. Sometimes the dinner wants to come out when it wants to come out, you know? Oh no, exactly. I've seen those situations, especially when um the commentary for wrestling shows, you don't get a bathroom break except for like intermission and even then you got to be like quick on those exactly. and I've done ring announcing I didn't get a break at all when I ring announced because exactly. they wanted me to announce every fucking thing that happens during intermission it's like okay I'm probably gonna piss myself that's why as soon as the show's over and everybody's like out the building I run to the bathroom that's like the first thing I do See, what's great about it is too because the restrooms actually where I work three days a week the 
restroom is, is literally behind the DJ booth, okay? That's perfect. So, oh, yeah, it's perfect. Like, especially when there's a long song. Like, And for the summertime, I've been bringing one of our co-stars in the movies to work with me. River, you know? <laughs> he shouldn't be at a bar, but there's a lot of family things going on. So I've been bringing River to work more often. And so especially during a long song, I've been hanging out with him. Like, there's another day, there's guys saying a long song. I said, thank you. I got to hang out with my son. <laughs> like, doing an eight-minute song or a six-minute song, I appreciate the six-minute song because I get to kind of, like, relax. That's my, like, break time when they do a six-minute song, you know? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But, you know, I guess I got a lot of fans through the karaoke place. And, I'm, I mean, I bring, I bring a lot of fans in through the podcast, but I, I get a lot of fans watching my movies and listen to the podcast and listen to the Boochcast due to me working there because I got I got to be make so many friends from me being a karaoke DJ, you know? Yeah. So. I hear you. So, uh, outside of the stuff that we've been talking about, how has the DJ business been treating you overall? You know, it's, it's funny. It's a, <laughs> it kind of has its ups and downs. I mean, you know, I started out a year ago working for this place in Pawtucket, Rhode Island, and I quit after a big fight happened. I mean, it wasn't a fight towards me, but I just was apprehensive. Because I'm not a fighter, you know? I'm a lover. You know? <laughs> and <laughs> just like Michael Jackson and, and Paul McCartney says, you know? And the thing is, I quit, and then I kind of saw one of my other part-time jobs dwindling down when, when it got shifted over. So I asked the owner for my part-time job back, and then he says, the only job you could get is being a felon DJ. And me being a felon DJ, I was working like two, average two days a week. And then I kind of took a, a leave of absence during the holidays season did some holiday work then went back and then eventually went one day then two days and three days then he kind of kind of pissed off and then i did two days and i'm back three days so it's like then i got another gig and then i fell off a gig then i got another gig then i'm gonna get another gig on top of that it's kind of like the djing businesses can be really profitable and especially me having my own equipment now well kind of my own equipment i kind of have side gigs too so it's really on top of that then doing the podcast or in the morning it's like non-stop work as you know it is, you know? Yeah, and I think the fact that you have your own equipment is definitely an advantage because I've learned that when I've been doing, like, private comedy shows. Um, right. I've been to some venues, like, like recently I did, a, I did a show where they already had microphone and sound equipment, so I didn't need mine. But, say, like, I have a microphone and an amp, and most of the time when I do certain shows, I have to bring that equipment with me, so I always yeah. have it. But then I go sometimes, like, the last gig that I went to, they already had equipment, so mine just stayed in the car, and I was able to use theirs. The only thing that doesn't work is the mic stand that has like a bunch of duct tape wrapped around it. Speaking about mic stand, well, well not mic stand, but I don't have a mic stand, but um, I, I have a, a speaker stand and one of the speaker stands is broken at the moment. And all I got to do is go to the hardware store and get a, get another pop. But my timing is, I don't know how time to even go to the hardware store sometimes, right? For now, I've been putting the speaker on the table. <laughs> so one's leveled high and one's leveled, you know, but you got to do what you got to do sometimes. In this, in, yeah. You know, I, I put it on the chair last week and then I'm two weeks ago and then last week I put it on the table so it kind of eases it off you know but you know now I'm gonna pay to sing because you know when people uh when people uh in between songs I'm singing now you know what I'm saying so whoever thought I get paid to sing you know <laughs> because I'm a karaoke host and yeah. karaoke hosts they do their own singing you know what I'm saying I might not be the best but I'm an entertainer you know as you know <laughs> yeah there's no might <laughs> yeah. this is Say, no singing is not your thing 
Uh, the entertainment aspect is where you are. Like, you know, well, like I said, my thing is not awful, awful. You and Dylan. Okay. Dude, it's, dude, come on. It's pain. Dude, I'm being honest. It's painful. You know, it is. It's just that the only song you do really well is the 500 miles. And that's only because the delivery and everything else is how you do it. Like you're, it's the most upbeat song that you do. No, America too. Come into America. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's what fans like. That's okay. I'm just saying 500 miles is the only song I've ever seen where like you actually do well with that. Yes. Yes. Like I look yes. forward to you singing that song. The rest of them, yeah. not so much. You know, Vinny, when you come on my show as my co-host, because you're, you're, you've been my co-host now for a while now, you know? Yeah. We, we got to discuss the singing aspect with you and Dylan. <laughs> oh, oh, we totally will. We totally will. Because I think oh, yeah. I think he and I are in total agreement. Um, And uh, now, of course, uh, Derek, the last time you were on my show. Um, yes. You were hopped up on tequila for one, and yes, yes, we had um we had we had we had a special friend joining us on that show, um, yes. lovely woman by the name of Tiara, and I guess the fans are gonna want to know how have things gone between you and Tiara since the last time you were here on the show. Things have leveled off. We, you know, um, that's a slippery slope. No, no, we're not. We're not best friends. We're not. Just our time together as friends has kind of dwindled down. Where I mean, I've been texting. We're mostly text friends, actually. I saw her since my birthday. She came out to my birthday. I've seen her a handful of times. And then when I went on vacation July 4th, I saw her like one time, like literally two weeks ago. Okay. With River. And just things dwindling down, you know, like she's doing a lot for her family. She she had to get in the right place. I'm glad she is. And I, I'm trying to get in the right place with me as a family man. And personally, me i had some little family uh struggles along since fourth of july and it's funny because you know people don't realize you know i'm a podcaster I'm, I'm i do movies i just did a movie with you earlier today but people don't realize i have my own family problems too you know yeah and i really don't want family problems but sometimes family problems crop up and it's just the way life is and to juggle that and to be a good dad at the moment it is a struggle i'm telling you because you know like i was having the time of my life a few weeks ago in a Viewing singer Jeffrey Osborne and from New Edition, uh, Johnny Gill, you know? Yeah. And and then things hit the fan that day, personally. And then I had to bring my son to work. But, you know, doing movies, I learned. Doing movies and doing podcasts can get you away from everyday life, you know? And, and that's why I put my head into my work and try to do the best podcast as possible. Try to be the best actor at the moment. But sometimes you have personal problems, you know? The thing will happen. Things will happen, you know? <laughs> as you know, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, Lord knows I've gone through a lot of that. Now, I know their personal problems. Are there any that you can share? Or you keep them all on the down low. Down low. Um, okay. I mean, I mean, I, t- I told you a little bit off the air. Yeah. You know, some uh, I, I can't share anything radio moment right now. Yeah. But I mean, all I can say is I bring a river to work with me a lot more now. I'm being there for river, and I can say this: I'm going through counseling myself starting this week, and I need counseling, and I'm glad because I, I need to clear my head with a lot of stuff. You know, <laughs> you know, yeah. to be a better version of Derek Shapiro, and with all this experience you, you might see different movies from me in the future because you know I'll, i'm not gonna say the movies are about me but every character i do like you know i think has a reflection in me and someday i, wanna, I might want to do a true story about me i mean that that really would be tough you know but i think every character has some bit of me in it everything from chucky seymour i do the chucky seymour vlogs now you know for the summertime you know yeah to new england part two that's out now you know every character has a bit of me in it you know if it's a 
killer from Horror Night Days, you know? If it's me playing Scott in, in New England Part 2, it has a bit of me in it, you know? So I think with each experience, I can make better movies, you know what I'm saying? And yeah. better stories, because you got to get it out there somehow, you know? And I think movies and acting are a great channel for your dismay. What do you think? No, definitely. Um, You know, usually, you know, most entertainers, they derive inspiration from stuff that they go through. It's how musicians write music, comedians write jokes, filmmakers make movies. It's usually something they've experienced or some crazy thought that popped into their head. That's why I've always, whenever I watch the Saw movies, I'm, sit, I'm sitting there going, if they have wives, they're the most faithful women on the planet because they've learned not to piss these guys off. Because yes. if they'll create this shit for entertainment, I don't want to exactly. know what they would do if they were really pissed off. Well, look, what about when I did the Horror Night movies, you know, <laughs> back in the day? Of course, you can't see them because they got deleted. But when I did the Horror Night movies back in the day, when I was a killer, you know what I'm saying? That came from my own creation, you know? Yeah. Like, whoa, you know what I'm saying? I couldn't believe that came out of me, you know what I'm saying? Me not like in horror movies. <laughs> I'm more of a comedy, and I do serious movies, too, once in a while, too, you know? But I like doing family movies, you know? If people could get away with just a, a positive comedy family movie, that's more my type of feeling for me, Derek Shapiro, you know? No, absolutely. You have done a fair share of movies. In fact, uh, the last time we spoke, you were promoting The Glass is Half Full. Yes. Uh, since then, The Glass is Half Full has come out. I've seen the movie. You did? Yes, I did. What do you think about it now, uh, as you being in that movie? Uh, I have a lot of questions. My first question is, what the hell is the concept of this movie? So, The Glass is Half Full is mainly about my character revamping his life in a good way. He lost his job, he lost a girl, then he gets a new girl in the park you know and then he goes on a trip just to revamp his life and uh i forget in the glasses half full. what did you play in the movie i forget i played uh the guy that was hiring you for the radio job yes yes in atlanta yes yes yes, yes. So i guess the whole message i was doing in that movie you could think of the glasses half empty but you want to think negativity like if you get fired if you lose a girl yeah the glass is half empty but then again maybe that happened for a reason the glass is half full at the end he kept positivity and that's the whole message in that movie if you can see that yeah it was hard to see within the midst of a lot of crazy shit um i will say um my scene was probably the most messed up and i'm gonna tell you why and okay when i went back and watched it i realized it's a thing and you'll see this at the end derek likes to put bloopers and stuff at the end of your films and whatever i noticed my character yeah. says the word cock and pussy. Yes. But the word shit was where we had an issue. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm still trying to figure that shit out. You want to comprehend this for the audience here? How cock and pussy was able to stay in, well, but I shit should, I made you go cut? Well, I, I never made any mistakes in that movie. Did, did you find any mistakes in that movie? Dude, I found a lot of mistakes in this movie. I'm just talking about this one right now because this is, this is a personal issue for me because I'm trying to okay. figure this out because, like I said, Seth MacFarlane's full of shit and you went cut, cut, cut. You can't curse which I still don't understand why. It's, I think okay, it's stupid. Was any mistakes in the editing in the glasses half full? Oh, yeah. What did you see in the glasses half full? What mistakes? After you and I are done talking and we decide to go do karaoke, as we're walking yeah. away, the part where you go and cut. You forgot I to... Said cut. I said cut in that? Yeah, but you know, because you... Well, like most directors, when you're done shooting a scene, you say and cut to let us know the scene's done. You forgot to take out the part where you yell and cut. And you can uh, hear... I, I can hear I, that clear as day. Wow. In the... um Every, every movie, I guess, has one mistake in it. I thought I got all the mistakes out because, again, you know, I'm doing so much stuff. You know, I don't, I, I'm only a one-man team. No one else does editing for me. You know, again, I'm not, I'm not Paramount. I'm not Brothers. Um, but if people can see the face value of the movies I do for a one-man band, people can appreciate 
much that I'm, I put my time into it. And again, I do the podcast. I do I do the DJing. I do all the stuff. But again, I thought I got all mistakes out. I think that's only one mistake. Did you find any other mistakes in the movie? Well, I wouldn't say mistakes, but I, I will say this. Um, I think the credits are going to give people seizures. The credits, really? Yeah, you got all this, like, like when Melissa's singing, you got all these, like, flashing lights and bright-ass freaking colors. Like, oh, that's from Melissa Rose's um, um, song. I, I, I put the, actually the, the, her video in there just to pay homage to her because... Oh, wait, that was her she, video? That was her original video for that. Oh, I thought you found some new creative movie-making no. shit. Okay, I was, no. about to, I was about to compliment you on that, but okay. Uh, yes, I, I, I did that, then I created a whole new video for her for the movie. Um, that was... T- I, I took the video from the original video that she's uh, that was yeah. on there. Well, and I put it on there because um, well, I, I say pay homage to the one who's singing Melissa Rose, you know? Well, well if you're going to do that, you might want a little warning in there saying, hey, this may cause epileptic seizures. Fucking, now, thank God, bright lights and shit like that don't give me seizures, but I know there's people out there that do. That's why whenever they do flashing lights and weird shit, they try to warn people because back in the 80s, they didn't. It was like the Zelda game for the original Nintendo when every time Link died, there'd be this weird flashing bright lights whenever he was dead, and it would it used to, like, freak people out and shit. So, ruins <laughs> on that. Also, and this is one for that actually, some of these apply to both movies. Um, the words are not readable. You need better font and color. I oh, can yeah, barely yes, yes, read yes, what yes. the hell you're saying. Yes, yes, yes. And, again, too much karaoke in the film. <laughs> Which one? Both. <laughs> For Christ's Both. sake. And the camera's too far away. Wherever you yeah, position well, the camera, we can't see you. That was for the glasses half full, right? That, there was that, but also you did it a couple times in New England. In fact, where you had the camera positioned, yes. you can't even see me because two two chicks are blocking the camera and not in a good way. So so, so what did you think about New England Part 2? Um, Again, what was the concept of that movie? Uh, just me traveling through New England taking pictures. There were moments where you take a picture then you pop. Pause it, play music for like 10 seconds, and then stop. Yes, too, that, too I did that in the original New England movie, too. Too yes. many pauses. The, the pics and the music, pauses. like, and you, or I try to position the music to where it sounds good or something, but it, like, you kept, it kept pausing every other scene. It's like, what you right. should do is just take the picture, yep. and then whatever pictures you took, make yeah. that the credits. Ooh. Put the pictures in the credits and let us see them as the song is playing. That would be better. I, hey, I, I did that in the original movie too. Like every time I took a picture of, I, I stopped the scene and then took a picture. I did that in the original one too. So I, I kind of complimented the original one. But I never thought about that in the. But I, I don't. Know, I just did a, my own style as as a Derek Shapiro creator of movies. I I, I thought it'd be just something different out there. I did that in the original New England. I mean, usually yeah, you show pictures at the end, but because they're showing taking pictures at the real time in the movie, each time they're taking a picture for the scene, I, I, that's why I did it because just to break up the movie a little bit and just to show the picture of each area I'm in. Like, if I'm in New Hampshire, show that and play the song with it. That's my concept as me being a director, you know what I'm saying? I want to be different and out there and just have people see the picture of the beautiness of the picture itself for that moment, you know what I'm saying? But I'm, what saying, if you're, well, I'm saying, people can see it if you're on ca- when you're on camera. Sure. No, so, no, so, no, no, understandable. You can show it that way, and then that way at the end, when you're rolling the credits, you can have the pictures as a slideshow with music right. underneath it, and then have the lettering and the thing is yeah you, get, you need like i said you need better font and you need better color because it's hard sure. to see and tell i have no idea what the hell you're saying you gotta like and, and even with my glasses on i can't fucking read it so if i can't read it with my glasses on that's a problem so what storyline did you like the best um 
probably uh, that's a hard one. Cause like I said, some of the storylines were hard to follow. That, that's the thing. I was, uh, I mean, Glasses Half Full did have an interesting story to it, uh, but mostly because I noticed during your travels you happened to come across a place that caught my attention to the point where I had to talk to my mom about it before I came here to talk to you. What place was that? Rams Pizza Tavern in Clifton Heights, Pennsylvania. Really? Yes, because Clifton Heights is where my mother grew up. Oh yes, because, my mom okay. lives in that. My mom lived in that small town. So I asked yeah. her if she'd ever been to Rams Pizza Tavern, and she said, yep. "Well, it might have been a different pizzeria before, but they obviously that showed up after she had already left." But she it said, was "Funny because I found that place by accident. Like me, when I'm doing my travels, I, I like to do karaoke in other spots and do comedy poetry. So I found that place, and then I said, let me just film here too, just quick, you know. But I, I didn't really film that place good, but I just wanted to show my character in that place." And in a different spot coming to Atlanta. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's why I picked that place, you know? No, I got it. But I'm just saying, like, I found it interesting because from what my mother told me, though, she said the reason they called it Rams is because, if you don't know, Clifton Heights is a small town in Pennsylvania. Yep. You know, the type of towns that Jason Aldean talks about. And in that town, they used to have its own high school and stuff. They had, like, schools and everything. And the mascot was the Rams. Well, eventually, all the schools in the small town Town got taken out and they ended up integrating with us with one of the ones in a nearby city oh, so really? okay so the, the concept of calling it like rants or if you see a lot of things that say orange that are orange and black it's because it's clifton heights trying to keep their own identity so your mom comes from pennsylvania too yes she lived in clifton heights and your dad lived in philly south philly yes wow so so that's cool so well, your bloodline is really from pennsylvania yes my well my mother i think i'm assuming she was born in, in clifton heights i don't know that for sure but I, i'm assuming she is because her mother lived there and went to school there. And my mom so, actually told me a funny story where in the school they would have all the graduating classes. Yep. And her mom's graduating class, the picture was positioned right above the water fountain. Yep. So whenever her and my mom would have arguments, when my mom was to go to school, she would get a drink of water and spit the water at her picture. Wow. As like a wow. as like a fuck you bitch whenever they were arguing. So question for you. Um, do you have any cousins on your mom's side who lives in Clifton Heights? Yeah, almost all of her friends and any family members that she had, they all live in that town. And what's your mother's maiden name, by the way? Uh, I'm not telling you because there's no fucking way. Derek, I keep telling you, stay the fuck away from my family tree. <laughs> I'm going to kill you, I swear to God. <laughs> Don't you worry. I, I know the Bucci's live in Philly, so, you know, I was in Philly a few weeks ago, and uh, I faltered on the rooftop. I was saying, hey, any single Bucci's out there? Yeah. <laughs> I've already given them your picture. They know this is a predator. Stay away from this man. Only <laughs> <laughs> predators for the booch, booches, right? <laughs> yeah, this is scary shit. But yeah, but no, I'm saying literally er- almost everybody my mom grew up with still lives in that town. Um, sure. she she's one of the few people that got out of that town. And her mother lived there until '92 when my dad had her move in with us, which at first my mother was not too pleased about, but it happened. She lived with us for like 20 years. So when I saw the Clifton Heights, that caught my attention because, sure. like I said, that's where my mother lived in uh, Lansdowne, Pennsylvania, is where I was born. So, sure. Hey, and I bet I, I bet you were laying down on Lansdowne. Obviously, I was a baby. What the fuck else was I gonna do? <laughs> See, I get some of my jokes and tunes to the Boochcast. So, uh, overall, how would you rate the glasses half? Um, I give it a seven. Okay, it was average. New England part two. Um, 
That one's a six. That's, I was like I said, it was hard to keep up with, and like I said, okay. too many pauses and stuff. Like it's a lot. Of, there's a lot of stuff that's still kind of disorganized. And like I said, you need to just shoot the scenes a little bit better and be mindful when you're editing. Sure. You know, and, um, I have another movie coming out October first, and I, I'll tell you, it's going to be the Halloween season. And okay. I'll tell you what's what's coming up with that one. It's going to be River made made the uh, what do you call it? the um, decision making process to do the clown movie, and it's my first clown movie. And it's gonna be called Don't Mess with the Clown. Don't mess with the what? Don't mess with the clown. The clown? Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay, so what is this? Like some kind of Pennywise inspiring thing? No, just just our own concept. What we shot in the car in, in Marietta, Georgia, a few a few months ago. That scene is gonna be in the "Don't Mess with the Clown," you know, and and that's coming out. And all the movies are on the movieinternetchannel.yolosite.com. Movieinternetchannel.yolosite.com. Because I know, yeah, because then we shot one scene there, and then we shot another scene where we were outside the hotel. Yeah, yeah, we did. We did one scene in the car quick, and in your car actually. Yeah. And 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 that scene is gonna be part of the clown. Movie. I just uh, tell you that much. A little teaser okay. bit coming out October first oh, yeah. because October the trailer hits for the clown movie September first. Okay. Okay. Um, and of course, you, you know, you're in it. Um, the, the trailer, of course, you're in every trailer. So the the trailer hits are September first because I, I just can't believe it. Like in a, in a month and a half, it's October first already. You know, practically. Yeah. By the by the time this interview comes out, it would be a month and a half till October, and then, and then October first, uh, day before my daughter's birthday, is when the clown movie comes out. Okay. Don't okay. Okay. With the clowns, so you know that's you know, you know for, for the Halloween season. I think I remember last year when you said the um the zombie movie came out and you said to put a little spin like do do a little more scary. I think this is going to be my most scariest movie that me and River did since Horror Night came out. Okay, I think I did a good job with th- this movie, you know, the clown movie. But but you know for now, you know the glass is half full and New England Part Two. Uh, I'm I'm glad those movies came out. I think people could see, the people are really stressed out. They can I mean can you see it? The people people are stressed out. Can they? See, can you see them getting away seeing a free movie on the movies internet channel seeing some good value on my work i mean to a degree yes i mean you just gotta you know just be mindful of like how you're shooting it like i said get you, sure. you know the equi- i think i think there's a lot of uh, equipment you can get that's a lot better that would be a lot better use for you and sure. also like i said just you know try to get some camera people so it's not just you holding the camera if you can get somebody like to like hold it and like shoot it properly it'd be a lot better so that way everybody's in the scene and doesn't feel sure. like a giant selfie like there's a lot of sure. things you can do to make it better and i want them to look better especially if i'm in them sure sure that's the thing i mean i mean, I mean for now i mean from me doing the movies from 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 2013 me starting it into now can you see a big improvement though uh definitely i definitely see a bit I, of an improvement i mean do you get stressed out with my movies um do i get stressed out um sometimes i mean because like i said there's some instances where you're a movie's going to come out and the movie looks really good but then another movie will come out and it'll feel like it's like one step forward and two steps back and that's where most of the frustration comes from sure sure you know even in real life you know like okay i recently saw haunted mansion okay did you know the, the original haunted mansion started uh, starred eddie murphy and the new one that came out star, stars um uh uh tiffany haddish owen wilson and dan devito i saw that because my son loves anything that owen wilson touches <laughs> Yes, he loves the cars. Yeah. Haunted Mansion 2. I never saw the original Haunted Mansion, but I'm telling you, I fell asleep. Well, it was late night, too, watching it. You know, I saw a 10 o'clock movie. I'm, I'm, I'm not impaired to see late night movies, especially, you know, <laughs> my body can't handle that. <laughs> Try to say it. But the thing is, I was seeing Haunted Mansion. Okay.
okay, the latest one to mention, even these big bunch of places, they can't get it right. And I heard, well, I, I mean, I mean, it, it doesn't have the good numbers, you know? And even big box office people, companies like Disney who, who did a lot of movies, sometimes they fall two steps back to making a movie. Oh, yeah. I'm surprised yeah. Tiffany Haddish, I'm surprised Tiffany Haddish is even in this movie. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I thought she, I, I thought she was like canceled or in deep shit. No, I mean, I mean, one thing I, I agree with my ex-wife, she was texting my son and she was saying, don't mess with the original with Eddie Murphy, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, I never saw the original one, but maybe she was right with that one, <laughs> you know? And, and, and I own stock in Disney and, and me owning stock in Disney, I feel Disney could have done a lot better with Haunted Mansion, you know what I'm saying? Um, 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 and I, I, on a date, Ashley, you want to hear something cool? On a date, guess what movie I saw on a date last what? month? What? I saw The Little Mermaid. The new one that came out? Yes, I made out during The Little Mermaid. The f okay, 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 okay. Derek, why the fuck would you go see that abomination? Well, you know, it wasn't too, too bad because, you know, I mean, I was kissing and... Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. You made out with a girl. That's That makes any movie great no matter how shitty it is. But my point is, why, of all the movies you can go see, why that abomination? Did the girl want to oh, go see it? that was the only movie that I was playing at the time. I don't want to wait because we saw a late night movie and I was on a good date and... She she picked the movie. I said, okay. She she picked her. the movie. Yeah. The girl. Wait, 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 wait. The woman you were on a date with yes. picked to see the new Little Mermaid because it was the only movie that was playing like that was free at the time. I mean, you know, like any other movie saw like an hour later, okay. and I don't think she wanted to wait an hour later. Okay, I got a couple. Okay, okay. I need to ask this. How old is this girl? She actually around my age. I think she's like around 45, 46. Wait, you a forty-five-year-old wanted to see the. Okay, I got to ask another question. Yes. Is she a liberal? I don't even know if she's a liberal. Again, this was a movie that was just playing, and we didn't want to wait till another movie. I get it. I think she wanted to really make out instead of really seeing the movie. Do it in a car. Why go see a disgrace to a Disney classic? Because at least you can make out during the movie. We could, we could relax, and we could just sit back, and we made out. We kissed. I mean, look, Derek should probably need to get his groove on, and I got my uh, groove on. All right. I can't, I can't argue that, I guess. Yes, I, I can't. I can't fault you for that, but Jesus Christ! I how many Boochcast fans will make out during a Derek Shapiro flip? None, because none of your movies do anything to warrant making out. At least, at least, Little Mermaid has some music. Assuming they even brought some of that music, I just know that they've basically Disney's doing what they've been doing with every classic. Beauty and the Beast is the only live action they haven't fucked up. They have fucked up every single other live action remake or reboot that they have tried to fucking do. They've killed it with fire. Well, I'll tell you this much. The lead, the, the black actress in The Little Mermaid, the new one, she's hot, okay? And her song I, um, 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 on my movie internet channel is is people love her movie her song. Um, that's the only thing that's great about yeah, the movie. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, the, the singing is irrelevant. The fact is, they should have had a different actress. But you think anyway. so? Yes! She, she's beautiful. That's got nothing to do with it. Oh, it has a lot. I mean, I will, I will want her to play my wife in a movie. Well, if it's an original movie, and not a movie where the last movie you did, you had a white wife, then yeah, I would be all for it. Yes. Oh, man. But knowing you, your original, your original wife would probably be black, because, like me, yes. you are also down with the swirl, as they say. But yeah, that Little Mermaid was a disgrace to Disney. 
So, so question, Ashley. Ashley, I think you like my two latest films better than you like the Disney movies. Yes. You know See? why? Because at, at least your ideas are original. Yes. You didn't, uh, I mean, you didn't copy an idea and be like, oh, I'm going to make this princess a feminist. I'm going to race swap these two characters. I'm going to change the sexual orientation of this character and just make some bullshit propaganda political statement because I'm too fucking lazy to write my own story. Like, I want a black mermaid, but I'm too fucking lazy to make an original story story about a black mermaid so i'll just make ariel black to make some bullshit propaganda film so yes your movies are better than that wow thank you see at least i'm doing something right yeah <laughs> hey but but then again doing a sequel is i mean yeah it's a new movie but it's 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 based on the other movie now did you like the james herring um of course give rest his soul did you like the flashback with james buddy love herring yes yes that, well, of i don't pay homage to him because you know i know like one movie I did, um, um, I did a sequel to the uh, the third movie of, of No Lips No Teeth back in the day. I did too many flashbacks, but I think one flashback is good enough just to pay homage to somebody. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. Well, there's a fine line between paying tribute to somebody and exploiting mm -hmm. their death. So exactly. there's that fine line and you don't want to cross it because then it doesn't seem like you're paying tribute to the guy. It seems like you're milking him for clicks and you don't, not that I'm saying you're doing that. I'm just saying you don't want to cross over into that. You're in the, yeah. you're in the well, wheelhouse right now. Well, you know, like, like I'm, I'm in the process of making um, um, another sequel to, to No Lips, No Teeth. And I want to pay homage again to James Buddy of Herring as much as I can, because, because if he was in the first one to pay homage to him as much as possible, because if he's not, if he's not in the first one, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna put him in the second one. You know what I'm saying? But, but if he's in the first one, just like, if I do a th next No Lips, No Teeth after this one, I'm filming now, I'm not going to pay homage to his comes out. And, and because he was in the other sequels, I think he would, he, you know, as many, even if I passed away, if someone did a, did a thing of me, you know, I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, <clears throat> um, um, I just loved the guy. He, he, he advertised my, my stuff, my, my radio show. He, he always say, oh, I went to the park this day and I told him about this movie that was out with this thing. And every time I did, I, I always interviewed somebody famous. I would always, always call him and I would always say, you know, this thing, I would always talk about you, Vinny, to him. So, you know, in a way, you know, I, I don't think, I, I don't think I'm doing too much. Um, 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 I try not to, you know, he was a good friend and he was a good family member. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I'm just saying, and be I, careful. I think, yeah. No, I mean, I mean, I mean, to any, anything he touched, I always want to put him in the sequel um, just to pay homage to him, to him. People remember that he was in the sequel. He was in the first one, you know, and I love the guy. I'm, I'm close to his family members, you know, I'm close to his daughters, you know? Um, so, you know, I think every chance I can get just to, if it's relevant, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not going to put him in a movie that he wasn't associated with. You know what I'm saying? But like, I'm doing a sequel now, kind of, because the other two sequels got deleted. I want to pay homage to him in the next movie too, you know, from No Lips, No Teeth. Yeah, yeah, again, it's a fine line, but I think he would respect the way I did it. C could you see that too? Yeah. Like I said, as long as you don't get crazy and make a habit of it, you know, right. it can be fine. That's why I'm saying, I'm just saying, don't, you don't want to do too many tributes because too many can, you know, it can, it can be perceived in a bad way. Okay. Okay. But, you know, I, I, I think, I think he knows, he, he would say, Derek, you're doing a good place and keep up the good work, you know? Yeah. Uh, I'm not here anymore, but people, he always wanted to be associated like with, with, with good stuff. You know what I'm saying? He can see the value of good stuff and, and him not being here to do any new work. I think he would appreciate that I'm keeping his memory alive. You know what I'm saying? I think that's what I'm doing mostly, you know? Keep his memory alive as much as possible.
to people to know that he worked with me. He was proud to work with Derek Shapiro to be part of the crew. And that's the most thing I, I miss about working with him because he didn't do every movie of mine. Look, there was times we, I didn't see him for months, but I talked to him every day before, near his death. I talked to him for like weeks and I would sometimes I would call him before I go on the road and we would talk about serious stuff. And, and, and just to, you know, just to pay homage to him in this movie because he, he was in the first new one. I mean, like he wasn't in the first, I didn't do any glasses half full before for that so i didn't pay any homage to him in that movie but like again i'm, I'm taping no lips no teeth part two right now and he was in the first first one you know and look that guy he knew how to do a good acting he was a good singer he was a singer first from new york you know and uh he was just a wholesome guy you know and and he he always loved to hear stories about you too Vinny. you know like i always tell you know me and Vinny are going out on lanta he loved to hear stories about you Vinny. you know yeah no i hear you absolutely and um hey question for you though god forbid if you when you pass away someday right if it's before me or if I did a sequel, would you want me to put you in every sequel that you touched? Hmm. I don't know. Because that's the thing. I, that's the thing. Every, I don't know. You've been in every movie of mine. So but, the thing is, I mean, I, I don't do sequels to every movie. I mean, because on the one right? hand, I would want people to remember me, but at the same time, I wouldn't want to be used for clicks. Not cl I don't do it for clicks because I didn't even put James Herring in the first trailer because I, I put him in the after trailer, you know, just to show that he's in it. The thing is, I wouldn't do it for clicks just to pay homage to you because, you know, even if it makes you feel better, God forbid, if, I mean, I'll probably go before you because I'm older than you. But the thing is, if you you, if you if you went before me, if it feels better, if I won't put you in the trailer just for clicks, you know. Just, but just just to show you that you were in the original movie, you, you know, just to pay homage to you because you you've done so many of my movies, you know what I'm saying? Well, yeah. And we we worked together over the years, you know. As many like like I won't I won't put you in like if I did a sequel, I won't put you in the third fourth sequel. Kept remembering you, but just to pay homage to you in the second sequel, you know what I'm saying? Or whatnot, you know what I'm saying? But you know, I think I know as a director how to do it tastefully. You know what I'm saying? Well, yeah. Well, the thing is. What you would do is like at the end of like let's say let's say we did a movie and I was in the first one yep. and I died before the second one came out. Yep. You could put something at the end. Hey, this is dedicated to the memory of Vinnie Bucci. Blah 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 blah. And that's all you would have to do. You wouldn't have to do it again in the third one or the fourth one or whatever. Just like something like that, like a little picture, or something. Hey, memory of. Well, at least do was never see like show a scene of you. You know what I'm saying? In the in the second one, you know, like just to recap how you did in the first one. You know what I'm saying? Like a memory scene. I think that's a good way to pay homage too. You know what I'm saying? You know, I don't know. I, we worked together for so many years, and you know, however people heal, if people want to use me and whatever, you know, as many times as they heal, they want to use me. They don't want to use me at all. They don't want to use me. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to force anybody to use me because I'm going to be dead anyway. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But like, even if it takes somebody, they want to use me a hundred times <laughs> in a show or whatever. If that makes them feel better, that makes them feel better. You know what I'm saying? Um, um, I'm just going to say that. You know what I'm saying? They, if, if it says just one time, hey, this is, the, the, he did on my show a lot of times and, and you only use one of my clips, you use one of my clips. You know what I'm saying? If you never use it again, you never use it again. You know, I, I don't know. However, when it makes you heal you know what i'm saying and i think sometimes to make somebody heal you know what i'm saying to me you know what i'm saying that's my own version of healing remembering them because you know just never be forgotten you know and one thing about i hate get i i hate my youtube's getting deleted two of my grandmothers were in one of my my movies i can never get them back you know what i'm saying and that's one thing i i hate about not getting them back you know what i'm saying 
Yeah. But what are you going to do? You know, but move, life moves forward. And one, and one thing, you know, when James Harden was alive, you know, it was saying like, I made the, I made starting over for him, you know? And, and he said, well, you, you, you lost the, you lost the YouTube. And, you know, and I know how devastated he looked saying, well, we did all that work. And now I'm kind of like found some of the movies that I'm, I'm kind of rehashing again. And I felt like I didn't lose all my movies and like finding the sequels and doing that, that kind of pays homage to him knowing that my other YouTube's got deleted with him doing the work he did. You know what I'm saying? But there's so much work that he did paying Pastor Harris. He paid the coach in my movie walking. You remember my movie walking? Yeah. <laughs> walking. <laughs> oh man. But anyway, you know, but, but yeah, thank you for having me on the Boochcast today, Vinny. No, absolutely, man. Uh, thanks for uh, joining us and uh, we'll talk to you when uh, the clown movie comes out. Yes. The clown movie, October 1st. And again, thank you for being part of new England part two. That's out now. And the glass is half full and a lot of things in the works that's uh, between now and next year, just full force doing this, doing that. It's funny because me and River, uh, I always talk about, like, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. And, we, and River finds it funny. Like, why are you so busy, dad? I'm doing this. I'm doing that. He, he loves how I say that. I'm doing that. I'm doing this, you know, and that, that's the same thing about you. You're doing this. You're doing that. Right, Vinny? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Well, thank you. From Johns Creek, Georgia to Rhode Island, right? Yes, absolutely. Yes. Thank you, Vinny Bucci. All right. See you, Derek. See ya. All right. And that, ladies and gentlemen, was my interview with the one and only Derek Shapiro. Now, I did have something else planned originally um, for this date, but due to some unforeseen circumstances behind the scenes here at the Boochcast, which I will address at a later date, I decided to put this interview out. And obviously, you know, Derek and I had a lot of things to talk about, and as always, we're being our funny selves. And you could tell during this um, interview that I pretty much did what I always do whenever Derek asks me for feedback on stuff. I try to give him the right advice. I tell him, here's what I think you should do. Here are the best courses of action. I'm saying this based on experience, things that I've seen because I've been on film sets. I've worked in TV. I have an idea of what the fuck I'm talking about. I'm not just pulling, you know, random advice out of my ass. But as always, Derek's the type of person that likes to stick to his guns. And when he really wants to do things a certain way, he just does them. And it's literally getting to the point where I don't even know why he asks for my advice anymore or he asks for my opinion because he never fucking takes it. And I think that's the most frustrating to me when I'm constantly giving advice and it's blatantly obvious he doesn't want to use it. Like, if you want to do things your own way, that's fine. Everybody has their own style and their own way of doing things. But at the same time, don't ask people for advice if you're not going to take it or at least try it. Or ask that same person for advice over and over and over and over and over again and never, ever implement it even once. Because clearly, you don't value my advice, or my advice doesn't work for you. So, why keep asking for it? Just keep doing what you're doing, because you seem to think that's the right way, and see if that way makes you successful. And if it does, then congratulations. You made it on your own merit and your own terms. But if it's not making you successful, or you're constantly stuck in the same rut, and you're not taking the advice that's given to you, well then, you're just stubborn, and you don't want to grow. And I know there's going to be some Derek Shapiro fans that are going to hear this and go, wow. 
why is Vinny saying all these negative things about Derek? Look, I don't know how long you guys have been fans of Derek Shapiro, and I'm talking exclusively to Derek's listeners. I know my Boochcast listeners, you have your opinions of Derek, good and bad. I'm talking specifically to the Derek Shapiro fans that are listening to this right now. If you think I'm being an asshole to Derek, let me explain something to you. I've known Derek since 2011, okay? We've had good times, we've had bad times. He's annoyed me. We've had some days he hasn't. I enjoy having Derek on the show. I enjoy collaborating with him on his movies. It's fun, and it doesn't inconvenience my day. But as his friend, I'm going to give him honest advice. I have friends who do that for me, and guess what? Sometimes I don't want to hear what they have to say, and I don't always take their advice. Sometimes they give me advice and I take it. Sometimes they give me advice and I don't take it. But I'm at least open to listening, and I'll at least go, okay, okay, I won't argue with the person while they're in front of me. I'll listen to the advice, I'll soak it in, and then when the conversation's over, I'll be like, hmm, some of that advice is good, I'm gonna take that. Then there's other stuff I'm gonna be like, I'm not fucking doing this. And I've done that with everybody. So, that's the only part of the interview that was frustrating to me. Other than that, I enjoyed it. You know, Derek and I had great conversations, we had fun, and, you know, we always do. And, obviously, like I said, I'll have Derek back on the show again when we, uh, talk about Don't Mess With The Clown, which, obviously, I'm gonna have to watch the movie first before I have him on, so I can have questions about that. But, I do look forward to the time when Derek can return to the show. And, I will say, make sure you guys check out Don't Mess With The Clown when it comes out. I believe it's October 1st, he said. And also, go check out The Glass Is Half Full and New England Part 2 on movieinternetchannel.yellowsite.com. And, of course, go to DerekShapiroShow.com to check out uh, his monthly show. I know um, at the time that I'm sitting here recording this, uh, we're going to be gearing up for the next monthly show for the month of August. And by the time you guys are listening to it, I think that episode will already be out. So make sure you check it out. I'm sure it's going to be a lot of fun. And like I said, I want Derek Shapiro to succeed. He and I are on the grind, on the struggle. It's what I respect most about him. You know, he he works just as hard as I do, and I always respect his work ethic. It's just that he has some methods that work. He has some methods that don't work. I wish he would change the ones that don't work, because I think if he did, he'd be a much more successful entertainer. But that's just me. I can only I can only do so much. You can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink. And that, ladies and gentlemen, will wrap up this episode of the Boochcast uh, for today. I thank you guys for tuning in, and make sure you guys follow the Boochcast. We're on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and iHeartRadio. Pick your favorite hosting site and follow us there, or be a super fan and follow us on all four hosting sites. Also, like us on Facebook. Go to facebook.com slash theboochcast. We have archived episodes of the show as well as great content. Uh, make sure you guys check out the Male Soap Opera Moment uh, where we gave our predictions for SummerSlam. Find out who was right and who was wrong. And be on the lookout for the SummerSlam recap coming soon. At the time that I'm sitting here recording this, the plan is to record it on the 18th so at the time you're listening to this it should be ready to air at some point this week assuming we were able to get the recording in but it will be coming soon either way to the Boochcast Facebook page also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the Boochcast get the latest tweets photos and videos visit our YouTube channel check out all of our YouTube content and be sure to hit the subscribe button and ring that bell to be notified when future content will be posted also make sure you follow us on Twitch Go to twitch.tv slash theboochcast. That's where we do our live wrestling watch parties. Our next watch party will be Saturday, November the 25th for WWE Survivor Series. Um, As of right now, we're still working out the kinks and everything. I got to make sure the team can get together and actually do the watch party because I personally will not be able to attend the watch party because I will be...
be in Winston-Salem, North Carolina with Buff Bagwell for WrestleCade. That's right. We're going to be at WrestleCade, which is the second biggest wrestling convention in the world. WrestleCon, of course, being the first. And if you want to meet Buff and I in Winston-Salem and you're in the Winston-Salem, North Carolina area, come on down to WrestleCade. Meet us and also some other big stars in the world of professional wrestling. But if you're not in the Winston-Salem, North Carolina area and you plan on watching Survivor Series, um, or if you're in the area and you plan on watching Survivor Series after WrestleCade, uh, by all means, make sure you guys uh, go to the Twitch channel and check out the watch party. Uh, I'm sure the Boochcast team will be happy to have you, and let's see if they can uh, operate a watch party without me in the room. I think that would be the funniest challenge ever. And of course, we have our live D&D show coming soon, our Boochcast booking battle, another special project in the works. And of course, you can support the Boochcast by going to podcasters.spotify.com slash pod slash show slash the Boochcast slash support. Become a supporter of the Boochcast. Support this podcast with a small monthly donation to help sustain future episodes. We have three levels you can donate at. Pick the one that works the best within your budget. We have our first level, which is 99 cents, $1 per month. We have our second level, which is $4.99, $5 per month. And we have our third level, which is for a mere $9.99, $10 per month. You have the option of paying with your credit card or with GPay. And the best part is all the money we raise goes back into the show in some capacity. We use to upgrade our equipment. We use to bring in bigger name guests, pay the bills, and take care of all the guys who work very hard on the air and off the air to make the Boochcast a success. So if you got a favorite co-host and believes it'll be paid for their hard work, podcasters.spotify.com slash pod slash show slash the Boochcast slash support is how you make that happen. And until next time, this is Vinny Bucci, a.k.a. The Booch, saying keep on living life and take care. This has been The Boochcast. We'll talk to you guys next time. Until then, pizza, baby. Well, I see by the clock on a wall that it's time to bid you one and all goodbye. Goodbye. So long. So long. Farewell. Farewell. Adieu. Adieu. Be good. Stay well. Bye-bye. Keep warm. Relax. And eat. Take care. Stay loose. Adieu, mon vieux. À la prochaine. Goodbye till when we meet again.